Well, Rodney ended in prayer, praying that we would, all of us, praise the Lord. Uh, I'd like you to open in the Word of God to Psalm 111, which also begins that way. I'd like to begin a, just a brief series in Psalm 111 for, of communion meditations. But I'd like to read all 10 verses uh, today. Psalm 111. This is God's inerrant word. Praise the Lord. I will praise the Lord with my whole heart in the assembly of the upright and in the congregation. The works of the Lord are great, studied by all who have pleasure in them. His work is honorable and glorious, and his righteousness endures forever. He has made his wonderful works to be remembered. The Lord is gracious and full of compassion. He has given food to those who fear him. He will ever be mindful of his covenant. He has declared to his people the power of his works in giving them the heritage of the nations. The works of his hands are verity and justice. All his precepts are sure. They stand fast forever and ever and are done in truth and uprightness. He has sent redemption to his people. He has commanded his covenant forever. Holy and awesome is his name. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom, a good understanding of all those who do his commandments. His praise endures forever. Amen. So this psalm begins with praise the Lord. And uh, that word is hallelujah, which we sang many times this morning when we sang Psalm 134. So hallelujah, praise the Lord. This is a psalm of praise, and uh, so verse 1 begins that way, and uh, that is essentially the title of it. The title, I guess you could say, is praise the Lord. The title of Psalm 112 is the same thing, praise the Lord. The title of Psalm 113 is uh, similar. It says also praise the Lord. So those three are uh, related uh, in fact, Lord willing, I would like to, uh, I'm working on a sermon on Psalm 112 that I will try to relate uh, some of what we will be meditating on through uh, Psalm 111. And uh, Psalm 112 uh, is essentially the blessings of those people who praise God and, and obey him, but praise him uh, who, and who love his word and who love his works and praise him for his works. And uh, Spurgeon said that this psalm could be called uh, the psalm of God's works. The psalm of God's works. And uh, that it's in intended, he said, to excite us to the work that we have of praising God uh, for his wonderful works. And it's organized alphabetically, like uh, Psalm 119 and, and Psalm 112 is also. Uh, each sentence begins with a letter of the Hebrew alphabet and uh, two sentences in, uh, to each verse and then three in the last two verses. So, what do we see in this psalm as reasons to praise God? What stands out there? Well, one of the main ones, uh, a number of times it talks about God's works. So we're to praise God for his works. Verse 2 says, the works of the Lord are great, studied by all those who have pleasure in them. So we should be studying his works. We should be praising him uh, daily, really, for his works. Uh, in, in our lives, in the church. So we're to study, we're to find pleasure uh, in God's works, in their greatness, and in their glory, in their righteousness, their goodness, and, and their power. Matthew Henry said, God's works are very magnificent, great, like himself. There's nothing in them that is mean or trifling, mean meaning insignificant. They are the products of infinite wisdom 
and power. And that's why we should praise him for his works. Uh, does anyone here know the theme verse of the Providential History Festival? Okay. It's Psalm 111, verse 4. He has made his wonderful works to be remembered. That's one of the blessings of the Providential History Festival. We are remembering the works of God as, as we are commanded to, to do, as we, uh, by his grace, can do. We're to remember, and then we're to praise God for his works. To, to just think about them, I think, is not enough. Uh, we are to praise him with our mouths for his providential work in the world and in the church and in our families and in, in ourselves. First uh, Chronicles 16.9, which we read this morning in the Covenant Promises, says, Sing to him, sing psalms to him. Talk of all his wonderful works. Talk of all his wonderful works. That, we're supposed to be always talking about them. So we're to sing of them, we're to talk of them, and we should praise him in, in private devotions, of course, and in public worship as we are each Lord's Day, uh, with our voice and with all that is within us. And that means physically too, as we do here with our hands and as we bow. Verse 1b of this psalm says, I will praise the Lord with my whole heart in the assembly of the upright, that's where we are, and in the congregation. So when we're assembled by his grace uh, each Lord's Day, uh, in the assembly of the upright, in the congregation, we should praise him with our whole heart. And I guess we should always be asking ourselves, even right now, even as you're sitting there right now, am I doing that? Are we doing that with our whole heart? Are we praising him now, even now, with our whole heart? As in your case, as you listen, and in my case, as I speak. Is it with my whole heart? And have we sung so far in this service with our whole heart? Did we rejoice in the words of the song that we sang? Or did we not really think about them very much? I mean, sometimes the, they're so beautiful, I just think, oh, I love this song, it's so beautiful. Ah, wait, I'm, this is the word of God I'm singing. I should be thinking about that. Are we singing with our whole heart, uh, which involves our conscious thoughts and our soul and our heart? Uh, are we praising God with our whole heart as we hear the word of God, as we have several times this morning, as we recite it together with the intent to apply it? Uh, did we praise God with our whole heart as we confessed our sins earlier, as we bowed before him? And confession praises him. It acknowledges that he is the holy living God, and he is our master and our king, and we have broken his law, and we are bowing before him to repent, to submit to his law, to submit to him. He is praised by that. So in other words, have we praised him with all that we can offer, all that we can bring? It may not be that much, but by the power of the Holy Spirit, we can do so. And the Lord is worthy, brothers and sisters, of much more than half-hearted worship. And that is why we pray in the beginning, the elders pray in the beginning every, of every service, the invocation that the Lord would give us his grace and the power of his spirit to worship him in spirit and in truth. Because we can't do that without his grace. We don't. One way uh, I would suggest, you all know this, but to be prepared to do that and to spend, is to spend some time, especially Saturday night and or Sunday morning, uh, in the word by praying that we might be prepared uh, by the Holy Spirit to worship the Lord in spirit and truth. In my family, although we didn't do it last night, I guess that's a confession, we usually read the passage that will be preached, uh, and we talk about it a little bit, and I ask the kids, well, what do you think Rodney or Phil is going to say here? And, you know, get some thinking about that, and we enjoy doing that. Uh, we should read the, uh, the sermon text together, 
uh, often you should read the catechism together. Uh, and uh, by the way, uh, there's been something I've been thinking about uh, for some time. I don't know why I haven't done this or offered this, but uh, I think some of you have asked me, uh, can I get the whole bulletin uh, before the service? And, and I think there is a way to do that. I'm trying to find that out. I think it's probably through Dropbox. I, if you would like me to send that to you digitally, so you can have the whole bulletin to prepare, so you can see everything that we will be doing on Sunday. You can see the songs that we'll be singing, and uh, even the, uh, you know, who's preaching and, and those things. So if you'd like that, please let me know. Um, another way to begin to honor the Sabbath, to prepare to keep the Sabbath, is... Um, by not working until midnight, dropping into bed, and then waking up with little energy to focus and be alert and to worship. Now, I'm not making a law. Uh, I know Saturday is a good day to really work hard. Uh, but in general, uh, the principle is to be as rested and as ready as possible to worship the living God. And in all this, all these suggestions are done in order to praise the one who created us and formed us for his glory to worship him. He has made his wonderful works to be remembered, and he's made us to remember and, and to praise him, individually and corporately. In fact, this morning, uh, we read uh, in the call to worship Psalm 103, some verses from Psalm 103. Praise the Lord, you his angels. They are to do the same thing. You mighty ones who do his bidding. Praise the Lord, all his heavenly hosts. Praise the Lord, all his works, everywhere in his dominion. Praise the Lord, O my soul. We were called to that this morning. May the Lord enable us to do that in the continue in the, as we continue in, in the worship. Uh, one quick question to finish. How do we remember? I think that, at, you know, it says that we are to remember his works in our lives, in the world, in our church. Um, I think we have to consciously do that, intentionally do that. So uh, maybe at the end of any given day, uh, you look back a bit, maybe it's at family devotions or as you go to bed, uh, at least a bit we should think back, uh, maybe just one thought, you know, well, Lord, you protected me there, you provided for me here. Um, we should do that. It's one way to remember and thank him and praise him for his care and his provision and his mercy, thank him for his salvation in our life. And then I think at the end of a given week on Saturday night, it might be helpful uh, as you gather to, uh, to recall a few things about the week and praise him for that, for his wonderful works uh, that week. And then you all know I, I think it's very helpful and important to end a year by thanking him and looking back again and recalling his mercy uh, to you and to us, his wonderful works in our lives through the difficult and through the amazing and through the joyful things that he's given us and, and that he has brought us through. And so, brothers and sisters, as we prepare to come to the communion table of the Lord, let's, let's, say, let's say with the psalmist in our hearts, Praise the Lord. I will praise the Lord with my whole heart in the assembly of the upright and in the congregation. Let's pray. Our Father in heaven, we praise you and we exalt your holy name and your works in our lives. And we confess that we are sometimes not prepared to worship you rightly. Now, Lord, may we long to be filled with your spirit and to worship you rightly according to your word and with our whole heart and our whole mind. And thank you that we can worship you and praise you in the assembly of the upright with each other in the congregation because we are 
the called according to your purpose. We are your people. You set us apart for you and for your glory. Lord, may we have ears to hear the truth of your word and hearts to express our praise to you for it. Lord, teach us to pray. Teach us how to worship you. And we say hallelujah that we can even come into your presence through the sacrifice of the Lord Jesus Christ for us. And we praise you in his name. Amen.